Section 60 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens The Tale of Kesh Koran This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens Chapter 6 As each man came out of the cave, he gave a jump and a shout. The courage of the world went into him, and he felt that he could fight twenty. But while they were talking over the adventure and explaining how it had happened, a vast figure strode over the side of the hill and descended among them. It was Conoran's fourth daughter. If the other three had been terrible to look on, this one was more terrible than the other three together. She was clad in iron plate, and she had a wicked sword by her side, and a knobby club in her hand. She halted by the bodies of her sisters, and bitter tears streamed into her beard. Alas, my sweet ones, she said, I am too late. And then she stared fiercely at Fionn. I demand combat! She roared. It is your right, said Fionn. He turned to his son. Oisin, my heart, kill me this honorable hag. But for the first time in his life, Oisin shrank from a combat. I cannot do it, he said. I feel too weak. Fionn was astounded. Oscar, he said, will you kill me this great hag? Oscar stammered miserably. I would not be able to, he said. Conan also refused, and so did Celt Macronan and MacLugach, for there was no man there but was terrified by the sight of the mighty and valiant Harridan. Fionn rose to his feet. I will take this combat myself, he said sternly, and he swung his buckler forward and stretched his right hand to the sword. But at that terrible sight, Gull Maymorna blushed deeply and leaped from the ground. No, no, he cried. No, my soul, Fionn, this would not be a proper combat for you. I take this fight. You have done your share, Gull, said the captain. I should finish the fight I began, Gull continued, for it was I who killed the two sisters of this valiant hag and it is against me the feud lies. That will do for me, said the horrible daughter of Conoran. I will kill Galmormac Morna first, and after that I will kill Fionn, and after that I will kill every Fenian of the Fianna Finn. You may begin, Gaul, said Fionn and I give you my blessing. Gull then strode forward to the fight, and the hag moved against him with equal alacrity. In a moment, the heavens rang to the clash of swords on bucklers. It was hard to withstand the terrific blows of that mighty female, for her sword played with the quickness of lightning, and smote like the heavy crashing of a storm. But into that din and encirclement Gull pressed and ventured, steady as a rock in winter, agile as a creature of the sea, 
and when one of the combatants retreated, it was the hag that gave backwards. As her foot moved, a great shout of joy rose from the Fianna. A snarl went over the huge face of the monster, and she leapt forward again, but she met Gull's point in the road. It went through her, and in another moment Gull took her head from her shoulders and swung it on high before Fionn. As the Fianna turned homewards, Fionn spoke to his great champion and enemy. Gull, he said, I have a daughter, a lovely girl. A blossom of the dawn, said Gaul. Would she please you as your wife? the chief demanded. She would please me, said Gaul. She is your wife, said Fionn. But that did not prevent Gaul from killing Fionn's brother Cairo later on, nor did it prevent Fionn from killing Gaul later on again. And that last did not prevent Gaul from rescuing Fionn out of hell when the Fianna Finn were sent there under a new god. Nor is there any reason to complain or be astonished at these things, for it is a mutual world we live in, a give-and-take world, and there is no great harm in it. End of chapter 6 End of the Cave of Keshkoran.